Welcome to Marketing for Your Boring Business, presented by All-in-One Social Media, where marketing professionals and industry leaders discuss what you can do to help your message get seen in a cluttered newsfeed. Join us each week to learn more about social media, online marketing, trending topics, and tips to grow your online marketing efforts. Now here's your host, Desiree Martinez. Welcome to an episode of Marketing for Your Boring Business, helping your message get seen in a cluttered newsfeed. One of the really fun things about having a podcast is that I get to nerd out and fan out for people I love to follow and learn from on other YouTube channels and podcasts. And today I have someone I've been literally hounding for like two months to get onto this show. <laughs> he is a YouTube expert, Alan Spicer. He's a web developer and social media nerd since 2007. He's worked with blue chip companies in web development and doing consulting. He helps to develop possibly hundreds of websites for social media experts and who needed things for like online shops, WordPress websites, designs, so many different things. But now, now he's seen by over 18 million people on YouTube. Promotional works include e-commerce, food retailers, Muscle Food UK, music videos, channels, so many things. You guys might know him as Mr. Harry Britt, but I know him as Alan Spicer. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hello, hello everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so thankful that you came on the show and you are still Facebook friends with me after all of my annoying messages. <laughs> but we're going to be helping you guys do YouTube for your boring businesses. So, Alan, welcome. Let's, let's dive into this. Well, that's it. Thank you. First of all, thank you for inviting and, and nagging. That's, that's what I need. <laughs> At the end of the day, make sure that I'm, I'm where I need to be. Plus, it's a great opportunity to say hello to random people and they get to see my quirkiness. <laughs> yes, it's, and it's like I said, the best excuse you guys can ever have to meet people that you want to geek out with is just go start a podcast and invite them on your show. They can't say no. <laughs> well, that's, that's it. It's, it's, it's one of those many skill sets that I've yet to learn. So, you know, I'll, I'll pick your brains over time as well. But yeah, ba basically, as you've said, I've, I'm a mix of many things. Initially, back in the good old days, I used to be in customer care and security. That was around about five, six years of me, literally in, in man guarding and security teaming and CCTV. But I always had a bug for technology when I was younger. I always wanted at some point to go into web development. Now, web development lends itself as well to social media. And because I grew up during the birth of the whole social media world, I couldn't help but keep my finger in certain pies, so to speak. So initially, when I first started, when I was so intrigued by the web world at the young age of 16, I used to run a wrestling fan website. So there's me as a nerd flicking through, trying to learn how to code. That's a social media platform there. And then when Twitter and Facebook and things like that made it easier, I just jumped in that direction and found YouTube. <laughs> And one of the things that's really interesting with that, because I'm with you, you and I are, I think of the same age. Um, I'm 32. At the time of this recording, I'm 32. And I remember getting on Facebook for in college, like when you had to have a college email to get into it. And I was on there to share pictures with my roommates when we went to Rome to study abroad. And, you know, I did MySpace because MySpace was the GM at the time. And then when people started getting on it and using it for business and connecting and when my mom got there and people were like, Hey, you're young. What's this Facebook thing? You know, it ended up being this really interesting, like mind shift from like 
staying connected with friends to growing businesses and networking and staying connected with people. And then ultimately, you know, how you and I use it, which is to promote businesses and services and tell our stories for ourselves and for brands. Well, well, that, that's it. Exactly. The, the, the understanding that you need to realize, and many people don't or have only just started dawning upon it, that, that this internet thing isn't just for youngsters. It's not just some weird communicative thing that's sucking their lives into a, a screen with a keyboard where they're not engaging anymore. You can actively control not only your own business environment, but lead generation, social media, and brand awareness. So if, you, if you're there online, and in my case, I came, as I said, initially from a web design background, I, I was playing with YouTube, with the Mr. Harry Britt brand at the time, for personal reasons, and then I, I looked at it and went, okay, if I'm getting X amount of thousands of views for funny videos on Mr. Harry Britt, but the most popular one and the most engaging one initially was me making a mockery of how to use Twitter. I then realized that people want to learn what Twitter's for and how to use it and how it can promote their business or their interest. And then from there I went, okay, fine. Maybe in the long run I'll, I'll, I'll condense what I've learned, not only push my business in that direction, but then maybe start teaching that. And that, that's where I, I lent forward to my, my newest YouTube channel, which is the, the forward slash Alan Spicer channel, where I actually go out to, to teach how, how YouTubers can use YouTube. But <laughs> it's not necessarily YouTubers. It's how people want to become YouTubers to then learn those skills and then push a brand, an idea, a niche. And that niche can either be a hobby or a business. And you can have any niche on YouTube. That's what's great. And, you know, again, I learned so much from your channel when getting started, you know, things like, you know, some, co some really common statistics like YouTube is the second biggest search engine in the world. And my, my favorite one, which if you're watching the replay, I actually have a letter board on my background behind me when I record it. And I'm actually quoting Alan and I say, YouTube is a long haul game and you have to plan to succeed. And so, so many people with social media and it's such a different mindset. Like you have to think social media is like what's happening now and like sort of the short term game, but things like Pinterest and Google and your website and YouTube are for right now and for however long you want it to live on the internet essentially. And I think that that is where most boring business owners kind of don't see that part because there's that mix of education. People think all of these things are social media. They think YouTube and Pinterest and stuff like that are social platforms when they're actually not. Indeed. See, I, I, I immediately jump on the idea uh, and something that you touch upon, which is boring businesses. Now, this is, this is a misnomer, in my opinion. There is no such thing as a boring business. The only difference is the audience which is consuming that content. Now, as I said, I used to work in security. I currently work in web design. And I'm now a social media supposed guru that has people that quote me, which is weird and lovely. Go with um, it. Go with <laughs> it. <laughs> All three of those areas, unless you're specifically in that niche, can be boring. The security industry, for example, where it used to be 
the, the idea of customer care, whether you happen to be a doorman, whether you happen to be a man guard on a building site, or whether you're that weird dude that stops idiots running out of your shop stealing your tweezers or your deodorants. That can seem a very niche industry, but if I'm specifically making videos about how to, to, to train yourself, how to do conflict resolution, how to deal with certain set situations, what, what equipment you are using, making sure that you've got the right footwear, what things you should be looking for. Same with health and safety. Are you adhering to kosh? Are you, having, are you using the right substances? Are you handling meat correctly? Any niche, no matter how specific, yeah, is amazingly interesting to the audience that you aim at. So when you approach YouTube, if you're sat there and you're not quite sure, oh, okay, I've got a dog grooming company and I don't know how to make this interesting. Well, other dog groomers want to know what you're doing. People with pets want to know how you groom that dog. So when it comes to specific businesses and specific niches, this is where I say, remember who your audience is and who you're looking at. So I've got two YouTube channels, the Mr. Harry Bit channel, which is an entertainment brand. When I first set that up, there was a mix between, I wanted to make people laugh. I liked Russell Howard, who was a comedian in the UK, and he had a channel called Russell Howard's Good News. What he did was make random funny news stories, he produced them as stand-up skits, and then he delivered them to your face. What I did is I injected my personality into that idea, turned it up a little bit, and then angled it towards what I liked. So what I found funny in Metro. What I did there was slide towards the niche that I wanted to, to, to find, to, to find entertaining and to watch me. On the other side, the Mr. Harry Britt channel then spawned my love for, for teaching. So that Twitter video that I, I made bit me with that bug. I liked the fact that I could put my own personality into hopefully teaching and making people smile while learning their hobby. And if their hobby is, I really like Twitter, there's 30 odd videos on the Alan Spicer channel where I'm deep diving into specific things. Now, if you're not a YouTube fan, if you're not interested in creating YouTube videos, then that is boring. But if you're a web developer or into social media or becoming a YouTuber, those individual videos can teach you something that you personally are interested in. I'm not interested in the 100,000 Kylie Jenner people that are looking for lipstick. I'm looking for that handful of business people that will look at that video, engage in that video, learn from that video. It may be a, a few hundred views, a few thousand views, and I'll never go stupidly viral on specific videos because I'm teaching you how to get a custom URL, how to use Twitter specifically for your business, how to tag, your, set up your descriptions, your title, your tags, how to rank better, how to focus on video SEO. All of these could be jargon. All of these could be boring if you're not in the niche you're focusing in. Now, that's the same with your business. What you should be looking at is who you're actually attracting. Are you attracting the, the dog lover that wants to see you how to groom that dog? How you get it wet, how you swim it around in hydrotherapy. I did a website for that recently, by the way. Kind of semi-cheap plug. But at the end of the day, your niche is never boring if you angle the audience correctly. Make sure that you go out and find them. Make sure that they know that you are there and teach them something because they're looking for it. So feed them it. <laughs> so it sounds like if we were to kind of put some steps into place because we really like steps over here. Our first thing you'd want to do before starting 
with YouTube, it would be to identify who your niche is, like who you're talking to. I know a lot of people have different like names for this, like your avatar or your perfect customer. Uh, I sound like in this case, like your niche and the person that will be listening to your content. Yes. Yeah. Like first you, you need to, it, it's a, a switch between a couple of things. One, what kind of content do you want to make? Is it for you? Is it for your business? And then you have to think, right, okay, that's step one. Step two, where is that audience? Who is my audience? If I'm teaching YouTube tips, then I'm teaching people that either want to become YouTubers or are, who are already YouTubers that are currently having problems and wish to learn something more. Same with other businesses. Perfect. So what do you advise business owners? There's, again, we say boring business owners, but it's really just like your everyday business owners, you know, things like chiropractors, doctors, dentists, lawyers, those kinds of things that have a specific niche and a specific need and they're the stuff that everyone's, but they don't have the same kind of like fun and sexy content as like people who have food or work out or are Nike and Starbucks and big brands where it's just so much easier to be fun and flashy and also have those big budgets. So what do you advise for people wanting to get started with YouTube? Okay. When it comes to combining getting started and having a look at your your non-foodie, your non-wow, you've always got to remember that there is two types of content. You've got your topical and your evergreen. Now, if you're starting on YouTube and you've got all your equipment and you've got it all set up, first of all, this is a webcam, another webcam for audio, and two lights that I've randomly collected over time. So it doesn't have to cost much. It's also recording off a laptop, which is why it's bouncing, and a footstool, right? I'm not spending thousands of pounds on a DSLR. I'd love one. I'll get there, right? But I'm not doing that. So first of all, you don't have to worry about the budget. You have to think of what angle you're going from. Now, yes, I can publish a video on my Mr. Harry Brick channel. It could be me talking about my favorite wrestling like channel or me talking about Harvey Weinstein or me talking about, I don't know, naked sunbathers in the North Sea. And that will get a load of views. But it doesn't help people. Now, if you're in a niche and you're focusing on two things, topical and evergreen, what you need to do is balance between those two types of content. Now, topical is what's happening now and relevant within your niche. So it could be, I'm grooming a dog and Crufts is this weekend. Here you go, top 10 tips for grooming your dog for Crufts. That's topical, it's listy, it's engaging, and hopefully it can get you suggested within the search term because you know it's crafts or you can go for evergreen something that isn't trending necessarily right now but will always be searched so if you're a chiropractor and that's one of your boring industries why not start uploading videos explaining okay this is where the pain comes from in your neck in your back these are the things that you can do yourself or how did i twist my ankle why did i do this how can I take medicine to fix that? I've many a time been feeling like crap at two o'clock in the morning because of my hay fever or my insomnia. And I've Googled, which is the owner of YouTube, YouTube being the second largest search engine on the internet. And um, I will actively go out my way to Google or YouTube videos to help me how to unblock my nose, how to deal with hay fever, which by the way, I've done two videos of that topic myself. The reason I've done that is because I know in the long run, sooner or later, someone will Google that term. Someone will YouTube 
for that video. So you can go at it two ways or juggle the both. Go for topical, which is amazing right now. We'll get your views right now, but slowly over time, Crufts isn't gonna be on in six months time. No one's searching for Crufts ideas. But if you're searching for how to groom your dog, best way to clip your dog's nails, or best way to, to manipulate your own neck to make you feel better. Why, why does my spine crack? Why, do, why does a chiropodist need to do this? Why does a chiropractor need to do that? Or so it almost sounds like your evergreen would be like, what are like the top 10 to 20 questions you constantly get asked in your well, business? It. Or even better, take all of those 20, split them into 20 videos, deep dive into each one of those 20 videos and make a YouTube channel out of it. Or like I did, I, I hit 10,000 subscribers on Mr. Harry Brit, uh, start of the year because I was lucky. And it's accelerated. I'm now looking at possibly 40,000 by Christmas, which is mind blowing because it's just me being an idiot on a channel. But what I did for my 10,000 subscribers to say thank you was explain the tips, the tricks I did to get 10,000 subscribers. That sparked the idea that maybe I can make that into the niche of the youtube.com forward slash Alan Spicer channel. And I looked at that. 15, 20, 30 tips in that video, which is, I don't know, it's like a 17 minute video. And I ripped it apart. And then each point, stop hesitating, start creating. Point one, how to set up your equipment, how to get cheap equipment, how to tag your videos. That's four videos there, rather than one 17 minute video. That's four videos that I could easily then deep dive into. Like, Instead of in the 17 minute videos going, just stop hesitating, go up there, start doing it. I can then explain, okay, but you, you keep saying, but I don't have the equipment or I, I don't know how I feel or I'm gonna look like crap, right? And I can explain, yes, you're going to look like crap. It's your first video. I've got 800 videos on the Mr. Harry Brick channel. The first 650 of them are ugly. You, you learn, <laughs> right? This, I, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done this like, four years ago, right? I've got two sets of lighting set up because I wanted to look good in a podcast. Four years ago, I would have been sat there with an orange light because I didn't understand the value of the, the, the grading of a light fitting on a, on a switch or the fact that, you know, that's my kitchen light, so it's adding orange light to me. So you learn. And that's the same with everything when it comes to YouTube. Learn your niche, understand how you can serve them. And then for, for any kind of thing, have a look at your frequently asked questions. Every time someone comes in and you want to groom your dog or you're a military wife and you want to, to start a, a, a social media like empire and you know these skills, instead of writing a top 10 list and giving that top 10 list to a friend, make 10 videos or 10 blog posts out of it or theme 10 podcasts about it so you can deep dive into it and keep asking questions about that very specific niche. Not only do you have unlimited video content ideas, but when someone finally Googles that very specific search term, there's much less competition because you've been very, very specific. It's, that's why very, very, very specific either toy channels or car channels do really, really well. When you're Googling for a specific um, spark plug and a specific car and a specific model, because it's very, very rare for someone to 
randomly float across, I don't know, Ford, we don't have Mustangs, but that just came to my head, Ford Mustang spark plug, and you'll find it because you've specifically gone Ford Mustang spark plug, three keywords all combined together in a key phrase that is now a search term. And the more keywords you add to a search term, the narrower and narrower it happens to be. But the more likely that if they are searching that specific type, that they're actually going to want to see that video because they're trying to find that very specific video rather than just all cars that are Fords. Thanks for listening. We'll be right back after a quick commercial break. This podcast is brought to you by All In One Social Media. All the social media your business needs starting at $125 a month. All In One started with a mission to put military spouses to work anywhere they are stationed in the world while making fair wages with job flexibility no matter what military life demands of them. With packages starting at just $125 a month, All In One will help your business grow through social media with custom graphics, daily posts, targeted Facebook advertising and more. All in One's packages cover all your social media marketing needs with unlimited support and feedback, as well as advice for posting and marketing that you can do yourself. Head to allinonesocialmedia.com today to find the package that's right for you. That's allinonesocialmedia.com. And now back to the show. Okay, so figure out your niche, identify uh-huh. topical and evergreen content, make very specific videos about your specific industry. Don't do lists, don't do general talks. Like take your top tens, your top five questions, make each single one of them a video, and then maybe even dissect those down and see how you can break them up. Maybe it's a matter of, you know, like I said, a chiropractor talking about the importance of the different parts of the spine or a dentist talking about the different toothpastes or (laughs) various things. You know, there's so many different kinds of law. Like, knowing your niche and sticking to it and, and identifying that. So, and I'm going to guess that your, 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 you would say your next tip is to just, just do it. Yes. Like I've, I've seen so many friends hesitate or so many friends jump in, but also not prepare. Now I'm not saying that you have to sit there and think about your YouTube channel for months and months and months on end because you're procrastinating. That, that's one of the, the, the biggest things for, for me. I have a, a friend who's based in Florida. His name's Brian. He's been, he's been helping me make YouTube videos on and off for years. He sent me my very first green screen that made hideous videos three years ago. And I thank him for that. It's wonderful. He sends me Twinkies and, and sand from Florida. You can't see it. It's on my wall. Um, but basically, his biggest problem is he's been overthinking it. He wanted the camera. He wanted the setup. He wanted everything right. Now, the sooner you start making videos, the sooner you can start learning about making videos. I've said it multiple times on my YouTube channel, the Alan Spice channel. Now, my first Mr. Harrybit video was ugly. It was on a little compact camera. There was tinny audio. I'm in a flat. I'm waving it around. It's orange because the lighting's wrong. Now, what I learned was, for my next video, when I finally uploaded it, is one, no one's really watching you at that stage. So stop worrying about embarrassment, right? Have a look at what you're doing and learn. So it was orange, it was tinny. So I made sure that I changed the lighting and I got a, a better audio. I went out and I bought a 15 pound webcam, which ironically now works as my audio. And then slowly over time, I improved that. Now, 
What you need to do is get started, keep doing it, and if you don't like those videos in the long run, fine, private them. But it's consistency and the ability to learn from yourself and other YouTubers. Have a look at other people in your niche that are doing things. Have a look what, what's their most popular video. Can you add to that video? Can you put your own twist on that video? Can you learn from that video? Are they framing themselves a certain way? Have they got an interesting background? Or are they just a weird, hairy, fat dude in front of some weird pictures? Now, everything that you do, you can learn on the fly. And I highly suggest you do so. Because if you're not already doing it, you're still thinking about launching that channel. Now, it, I was thinking about coming to YouTube for about four years before I finally made my first YouTube video in 2013. Can you imagine the amount of stroke I would have had in 2009? Ugly odd videos, but I would have been here eight years. I would have started my channel four years ago, and I would have been learning or growing four years ago when PewDiePie didn't exist when Philip DeFranco was making weird black and white videos with shark necklaces in a corner of a room, very much like my very first videos. So the sooner you do it, the sooner you grab that wave, and the sooner you grab that wave, the more videos you have out there. I've got 800 videos on the Mr. Harry Britt channel, 800. Now, I've never gone viral. I have had videos that have gone to multiple millions of views. What that's done is, accumulate over time and sit itself in the rankings. If I didn't make that video four years ago, it wouldn't have 3.5 million views. Granted, it's also the specific topic. It was about a specific woman giving a adult tutorial on a certain thing. But <laughs> it was a niche and it was over time. And if I weren't on here four years ago, I wouldn't have accrued nearly 19 million views. Get on there, start doing it. Start answering those questions that people are looking to ask. 30. 30 views, uh, sorry, 30 videos on the Alan Spicer channel. I ran about 8,000 views in three months. All of those are questions that at some point people will either ask now or later. And you can do that for your own business, whether it's grooming a dog, whether it's sorting out your back, whether it's social media for the, 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 the military ladies, any specific niche, as long as you're answering those questions in any format, then people will find them. Also, on a side note, List videos are still good. List videos, ironically, keep people's attention for longer. It also makes a much better title. Five reasons to groom your dog. Five ways to clip your nails. Because you're not going to get through to one, two, and three and go, nah, I don't want four or five. I'm done. That's fine. Thank you, expert. I'm, I'm cool. So list videos do work. I think list videos are also really helpful because it kind of like, I know what I'm going to get out of it. Like I'm not going mm -hmm. into it blind. It's like, I know I'm going to come out of this with five things. Not like, what is, what are we, what are we heading into here? So. Well, that's it. You can still, you can still take a, a list video of 20 and make it into 21 videos. The reason for that is you can make each point into its own video. You can make a list video about the 20 points and then you can put all of those in a playlist something I learned from Roberto Blake. At the end of the day, as long as you're creating quality content that solves a problem, some people won't want to watch 20 videos, but they will watch one video with 20 tips for 17 minutes rather than 20 videos at, at six or seven minutes ago. So if it's there, if it's an option, make it easier on the people that want to view you.
make it easier for them to subscribe, make it easier for them to learn, make it easier for them to engage and ask you questions. And if they ask you a question, is that a question that you've answered previously? If it's not, make a video on it because someone's clearly asked it. So it's clearly a question that needs to be asked. Awesome. So do you have any final thoughts or opinions or suggestions for our not so boring business owners for getting started with YouTube? I would, I would say just don't give up. After, after four years of being on YouTube, me grinding, me testing, me having a look at ideas. It took three years for me to build up the confidence to educate, to get rid of that imposter syndrome that many YouTubers find. If you're on YouTube, if you're in any niche of business, then you know something. If at any point you've ever made one pound or one penny, then you're clearly professional enough to sell or educate on that idea. So after four years of me being on YouTube, three of which I was hammering videos out and not getting much success. Last Christmas, I was very, very lucky and overwhelmingly happy to hit 8,000 subscribers. And this year, I'm looking down the barrel of a gun of possibly hitting 40,000 subscribers. If I'd given up after two months, I wouldn't have been here. I also wouldn't have learned the skills or the ability to talk on camera, to, to random ladies, hello, <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. Um, the more you do it, the better it will help you. And the longer you're on YouTube answering all these questions, the more it will serve you for lead generation, for even educate you. Me, edu me, I have to go out of my way to learn specific skills from Roberto Blake, Nick Nimmin, Amy Schmittauer, and people like that, because I'm learning YouTube to not only implement it for me, but then teach people on how I learnt that. And that can be the same for your industry. If you have to explain to someone in the simplest form what's the problem is with their neck or how to groom a dog, you then have to rethink of how would I explain this to someone that doesn't understand that specific niche, in which that then self-teaches you again. It's, it's the way that you, the best way for you to, learn any skill especially for like exams and stuff like that i know me personally if i i never used to be able to cook now i have an instagram account which by the way is a cheap plug forward slash mr harry brit in which i don't own a microwave i don't own a deep fat fryer all of my meals are healthy even though i'm a clear a big foodie guy but i never used to be able to cook but because I wanted to show pictures of how to cook healthy meals, I learned how to do so. It's the same with YouTube. Keep doing it. Get on it. Do it now. Start learning because it will not only help you teach yourself, but you can then help teach you and your clients on why you're important and why people should come to you and explain how you can help them either in a general way or for a monetary service. Awesome. And on the subject of food, when I met my husband, he was super scrawny. And I would say after being together for eight years, that is not the case anymore because I cook, I cook a lot for that man. <laughs> so I understand what you're saying there, but this is, this is so wonderful, Alan. I just, I could just listen to your mesmerizing voice all day. I have on some occasions, but 
Thank you so much for being on the show. Guys, if you need to get in touch with Alan, how do we do that? Okay, um, you can stalk me in many locations. Uh, if you need web development work, then it's hd1webdesign.com. If you want me in my more youtube platformy kind of place, it's youtube.com forward slash Alan Spicer for YouTube tricks and tips. If you're kind of up for a, a sense of humor, some three videos each and every week of me publishing weird stuff, you can go to youtube.com forward slash Mr. Harry Britt. And I've got the equivalent Twitter account, so hd1webdesign on Twitter or Mr. Harry Britt on Twitter. Yeah, I'm so awesome. Along. Awesome. So basically, he's just got something for everyone. <laughs> so, well, thank you again for being on the show. We'll have all the links to all of Alan's stuff in our show notes. And of course, a recap as always. Thank you again for being on the show, Alan. It was just awesome. And until next time, guys, I will see you soon. Thanks for listening to Marketing for Your Boring Business. If you like this episode, please leave a review on iTunes or share this episode on social media. Want more? Subscribe to automatically get the latest episodes of Marketing for Your Boring Business. This podcast is presented by All in One Social Media. All the social media your business needs starting at $125 a month.